Hey, this episode was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Fuck you. Button Great. red, go. Button green, go Stop. again. Stop recording. Stop, stop. No, don't do it. Don't press the no. record button. Don't, don't do a podcast. Oh, shit. It's too late. Oh, Fuck, it's no. happened again. You've ruined your life. <laughs> Imagine. Another episode. So this economy. George, what about can, media? You, can you imagine that when you met me years later, we would be doing a podcast together that will have run for over a year and over 60 episodes? Um, I don't think I knew what a podcast was at that point. Okay. Wow. Mm. That's nice anyway. <laughs> I met you through a podcast. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise can for you, imagine? but like, you know. I was like, Chess, she's going to make me inevitably more cringe by being her friend. Mm. Guaranteed. That's the ad I put on praise list when I'm looking for new friends. Will yeah. make you more cringe by association. Um, bucket of laughs. Uh, <laughs> Handy with the needle. Handy with the needle. Heroin wise. Um, able to make every situation slightly worse. Okay. <laughs> I did not imagine like uh, having you on a podcast leading to me going on a holiday to uh, to Northern Ireland. So I mean, you might have gone anyway. Yeah. Has that happened? Yeah, I might have gone anyway. I don't know if you would have gone. I don't know if uh, I would have gone if I didn't know people. Yeah. I'm not very good at like Discord. <laughs> Mm. I'm not good at, like, big discords. <laughs> I'm not good at, like, talking to people normally on big discords. Every time I say anything, I'm like, uh-oh, being a freak again, stop that. <laughs> but I can't, because I'm just a big freak on big discords. I don't know what it is about them, that I just can't be normal. Um, I, just, so. I just don't consider it a big discord. That's why it, that's why it works. Yeah. It gets bigger every day. And yeah, I mean, at this point, like, oh, discord is a big discord almost. It's... We have, like, over 50 people in ours, so that's... Yeah, I mean, that's fine, because we accumulated them over a period of time, so I'm aware of, like... Yeah. I was going to say I'm aware of what each one is, but that's not true, because, like, a lot of people at our Discord just don't say anything and just exist there lurking um, mm -hmm. Honestly, mysteriously. I respect them. I respect them more than the power posters. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, people yeah. on our Discord. I don't respect you. <laughs> It is they don't expect you to respect them. Like if if you just join our Discord and then fuck off, that's like whatever. But I'm interested in the people who are lurking, like who are actually like reading all the bullshit we're writing there, but decide not to participate. Like, yeah, I wonder if, if you're compiling thing. notes and uh, and you know we we said before in the past where people have squealed on us to Facebook mods. Uh, you better not be fucking <laughs> knocking, you bastards, <laughs> you looking bastards. If you're taking no notes to show your friends, you better fucking not be. <laughs> yeah. That was very funny. It was very funny, yeah. <laughs> I, I love so a drama, even if it sort of indirectly <laughs> involves me. Um, I just love Maybe. interesting things happening. Maybe yes. you shouldn't have broken the rules. I didn't break <laughs> the rules. What rules? <laughs> the... the, the I didn't do yeah. it. It was other people right. who I won't name because yeah. I'm not going to put them on blast. And it was only a it was only a Facebook rule, which barely counts. Um, yeah, from a group that probably doesn't exist anymore because like because they all died because all the Facebook they all blew up self imploded like half a year ago. That's what they do. <laughs> they blew I up like half I... a year, or, or they all like imploded half a year ago. But the funny thing is, like even if they wouldn't have, they definitely would have now with all the turf drama going on. I can't help but feel that. 
it's one of the worst things to ever happen on Facebook. Mm. It's not like great for sure. No. Okay. Ooh. Funny five. Ooh, very in sync. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just like Justin and his. Just friends. like Justin. Um, I don't know what the other Justin Trudeau are called. Um. Yeah. <laughs> There's is that there's the gay one or is he from a different one? <laughs> what? <laughs> Statistically, there's gonna be a gay one, but yeah, there's always like one gay member of a boy band. Um, in One Direction, it was Harry Styles and, and Liam. Um, <laughs> as everyone knows, was it, Larry was Real. Was, was it Lewis? I don't know. Or is Lewis? Is Lewis hat and people are still saying is Lewis one? Is that one called Lewis? Listen. <laughs> Yeah, Harry and Lewis are Larry. Oh, it's confusing okay. because there's a there's a Lewis and then there's also a Leon or Le- Liam. Lu- there's Louis. a Liam who everyone Louis, hates, yeah. There's a Louis and there's a Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know if it's a Louis or a Lewis, but it's you know, Louis. Thinking of the same Wait, guy. so there's Louis. What's the other one? Liam. Yes. Okay. Liam yeah. Payne. <laughs> Liam Payne. Okay, I knew that sort of I struggle with names. Um and then Liam Neil? has the worst vibes. Neil. Niall. Niall. Oh, Niall yeah, also has bad vibes. He's English, right? But it's pronounced Neil. But then, is it? It's said Niall, isn't it? Um, he might say it Niall. I think he like, says Niall. Originally, it's pronounced Neil. I mean, that is Niall. just that's just being English. <laughs> he's Irish, being, apparently. Yeah, he's Irish. Everyone. Ah, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's, the Irish, he's the Irish one it's, on the pronunciation. Because I remember him saying it as Niall, and then there's uh, the one who can't read. Is that Niall? <laughs> or is yeah. that... <laughs> it might be Liam. Is that Liam? Liam? Which is the one that can't read, yeah. Which One Direction member can't read? Um, This isn't what I wanted. The timeline of... Oh, there was Zane as well. Zane... Um, Zane left. Yeah, Zane left. Louis Tomlinson. Niall is lovely. <laughs> Zane has the voice. Mm. Harry is cool. Liam gets the crowd going. Then there's me. <laughs> Guess the crowd going is just something you say when like there's nothing going on for you. So. It's funny, yeah. Wow. What does Niall do? Niall is there. Is he the one with the hair? I don't know. <laughs> are you suggesting that the the bonds of friendship of being um, unexpected together? into a yeah constricted by <laughs> Simon Cowell uh, from your modest youth? Yeah. You're just a lad and Simon Cowell raises you from the earth like some dark god and forces you to become world like internationally famous. Yeah, when you go, Oi, Mr. Gizzard Job, my (laughs) name's Niall. Yeah. Um, And he's like, perfect, Niall, you will be the unrememberable one from the band. (laughs) Niall, I want to learn about Niall. Niall, spill your secrets to us. You shall be cursed with Niall Horan. Most people will ever dream of. Horan's musical style has been categorized as soft rock, folk, folk pop, country pop, and indie folk. So boring. Yeah. So just boring, sort of vague. Horan has also stated that he is rock. a big, big swing fan, citing okay. his favorite artists as Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Michael Bublé. Okay. That's mm. Michael Bublé. I guess he's swing. <laughs> it's just like boring white artists. Like yeah, I just... His other favorites are The Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, Bon Jovi, The Script, Take That, and Westlife. The Script? Okay, okay. I don't know what The Script is. Um, the Script is how to save a life. 
Have you done yeah. it, Lester? No. <laughs> no. Yes. I could stay up with you all night and that. Wait, no, is that the fray? Or is that the fray? That might be the fray. Which one is the script? The script also did a song, but that was like like one one song that I know. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, yes. the man who can't be moved. That's even worse. That's an even worse song. <laughs> I'm the man who can't be moved. <laughs> Horn has also been vocal about the 2020 United States election year and has expressed his distaste for United States President Donald Trump on multiple occasions. Damn, go off. Okay, so here are the lyrics to The Man Who Can't Be Moved. Okay. <clears throat> Going back to oh, the no. corner where I first saw you. Not me. <laughs> gonna camp in my sleeping bag. I'm not gonna move. Got some words on cardboard. Got your picture in my hand saying, if you see this girl, can you tell her where I am? Some trying to hand me money they don't understand. I'm not broke. I'm just a broken hearted man. <laughs> I know it makes no sense, but what else can I do? How can I move on when I'm still in love with you? Because uh, if one day you wake up and find that you're missing me and your heart starts to wonder where on this earth I could be, maybe you'll come back here to the place where we'd meet and you'll see me waiting for you on the corner of the street. So I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Uh, and then it just keeps going on. Like, basically, it's just a guy who like won't move. <laughs> the guy who won't move. He's like the guy who like played the piano until his ex started like, would, would like speak to him again. <laughs> you know, in public, who was that guy? And he just wouldn't move. Yeah, he just wouldn't move. You Fucked know, up. the man who can't be moved. <laughs> to the Joker, this is normal I behavior. I think they're British. They sound British. Oh, they're Irish. Probably. Oh, it makes sense because Niall is Irish. Mm. They probably had other songs, but I don't recall them. Yeah. His Wikipedia lists his disco- he lists his filmography, which is dumb because like all of them is just like One Direction concert <laughs> specials uh-huh. and then appearance of set and a Saturday Night Live as musical guest. Like that's not a filmography. Well, I guess it's because Harry's got like you know because Harry's movies. been in like the that Christopher Nolan war movie, yeah, yeah, where it was extremely hard to recognize him even because it was just like so many like young British boys in that. They, they were all wearing, like, World War One uniform. Yeah. I always thought so. they were way older than me. That's weird. I think they're, like, the same age as me. That's I fucked up. I hate being old. <laughs> I hate being old so much. It's not that you're old. It's just that these lads lived, like, a full lifespan of things happened... Like, a full lifespan of things happened to them, like, between the age of, like, 17 and 22. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> Harry is fucking two months older than me. That's so fucked Jesus up. Christ. I didn't. I literally never well, realized that. Well, if that helps, Nile I thought he was thirty. <laughs> Nile is two years older than you. So. Oh, that's all right then. <laughs> and Nile oh. is arguably less going on than you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, turns out if you're rich and famous, you have more opportunities. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but he's not doing anything, so obviously it's not true. <laughs> What's he up to? He's not up to anything. Um, Liam, what's how old is Liam? Uh, ninety-three. Hmm. Yeah, I think mo- apparently most of them are ninety-three. It's maybe just Harry who's young, I guess. Okay, Harry was like the child for, of the group. For yeah. The, yeah. Louis must be. A- he must Louis is ninety-one. Louis is twenty-nine years old. So was he like five years? older than harry when they got started that's was harry like 14 did they make a 14 year old join that weird like boy band yeah <laughs> so fucked up that's so wrong i don't know what i'm talking about i need to i need to check this okay 
Harry Edward Styles born 94. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they do have like singing's not work, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just weird right? that it's normal X Factor. Like I could imagine there'd be like X Factor kids. Which, no, it was like, always just X Factor. I don't know if they still do that. There was a time where they always did like kids spin off versions of reality shows, which is like it's really fucked up. Yeah. I remember like um, Kid Master Chef. Well no kid Kitchen. I don't know, one with Gordon. One of the Gordon Ramses. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, there definitely was one where Gordon Ramsay was screaming at or shouting at kids. Incredible. There was a there was a kids version of uh, of there was the Justin Britton. There, there was uh, I don't know if if you have listened to Zero to Zero, but they talked about how like the Who Wants to Be a Superhero had a British spin-off that was for kids, and it was apparently so disastrous that like you can't even find it anywhere anymore like there were several on who wants to be a superhero kids there were like several like child abuse laws or like mm. child work laws have been like protesting against them because uh who wants to be a superhero let me find a wikipedia section on that yes i mean i guess it's worked out for him you know he was a 16 year old child on x factor but now he gets to be a a fashion icon even though i hate all his clothes <laughs> now he gets to crash taylor swift's car now he gets Woke to getting mad at harry styles for wearing a dress uh, no no broke oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, you're good george <laughs> anyway let's get on to introducing the podcast this has been our segment on um boy bands which yes. you can look forward to getting in the start of every single episode. And we haven't on. been doing it on every episode. I don't know why you're drawing attention to this now. I just like to like signpost the audience so that they don't feel lost. Um, yeah, that's that's true. If you if you start listening to this on uh, <laughs> Feet of Clay episode three, yes, Feet of Clay, the third one, um, our most consistent series of episodes to date. Hello. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm-hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a, a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for Sam Vines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Vines finds himself in the same circumstances. And I really trust you. I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Hello, welcome to Your Watches the Watch, a podcast uh, created by uh, three three boulders that fell from the sky and were animated with the wizard spell but have yet to do anything of note um i'm your host chaz and you know i've got words in my head and they're telling me to stop podcasting but i will not obey them (laughs) Uh, hi i'm 
Gyanos, and I don't know about you, but like if I were to poison the patrician, I would simply not give the chief of police uh, a hand signed <laughs> note that was written in code, but that tells him that I was the one who who did it. I'm your host, George. I just inhaled some food, and I'm running for governor of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. I won't. I won't sexually assault people, but I will be a tanner. Okay. <laughs> Pretend to be at least. I'm glad you said it that way and not the other way around. Yeah, it's, it's the best way around. Mm. I will. I will say it's a terrible day to be homosexual. So if you are unfortunately born with that uh, particular yeah. sexual identity, I'm thinking of you in this time. Um, no, you can still you be attracted to Rivers Cuomo of Visa. Oh, yeah. I'm just fed up with the Democrats making up all of these like boutique sexualities like Cuomo. Yeah. Like Italian. You know, the gender <laughs> the Italian. Italian. The gender yeah. Italians, they won't stop. They just simply won't stop. Remember when metrosexual was a thing? Yes. Didn't you just mean like a man who cared about his clothes and yes. used moisturizer? Th- that was like an early way of saying no homo, right? Yes. Like- <laughs> well, it's like saying, I'm listen, I'm heterosexual, but I don't um this guy drink washes beer. his hands fuck mm-hmm. yeah i i wear rose. cologne which is a bit gay bit sus but it's because yeah. i'm metro because i'm urban what if um <laughs> what if i went to a wine bar and <laughs> also i didn't uh sleep with men yeah i went to a wine that. bar but i didn't <laughs> inhale therefore i'm metro <laughs> yeah i i went to a date watching a rom-com but i did it with a woman so it's fine and that's mm-hmm. even more sus. As a, as a trad, a trad man into mm-hmm. trad masculinity, going on a date with a woman—that's peak feminine behavior. <laughs> yes, that's and, and woman you, behavior. You should just say, "You, me, uh, undercooked steak, and uh, <laughs> my my fuck nest." <laughs> you just have to. If you don't have sex with them in your garden, in like a hollow in the ground, like a little like mm-hmm. dish shape that you've dug out, and it's just full of like wet dirt, and then you just do it in the wet yeah, dirt, and then she have, immediately yeah. goes home. That's very sus. You might as well have sex with a man. You don't have sex with them in Saddam Hussein's hiding place, uh. <laughs> the manliest place in existence. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's why you should never have sex with a woman because. Saddam Hussein may be hiding inside her, <laughs> her birth canal. In her cave, yeah. And therefore you'd be touching a man with your penis, which is uh, ipso facto uh, demonstrandum gay. To be honest, you should never nut, because some of those sperms could be guys, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just half a little guy, and you're like, it's only half gay, so it's, it's not as bad. Yeah. Because yeah. it's only half a person, you know? But it is incest. Yeah, you should be very careful when you're jacking off, because because uh, because you might be touching a man's penis. <laughs> you might be. Mm. Anyway, this this week we um, <laughs> the, George, George, where are you? <laughs> He's just gone. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Carry on. Dis- you should be used to it. Decided this is enough. Um, it is enough. <laughs> I see. He's had enough. Point. Uh, this week we finished Why off. Why headphones really are a curse for podcasting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear, but you can't speak. I think that's fine. Um, the real problem is that you you acknowledged it. <laughs> that's the unprofessionalism, in my opinion. <laughs> that's true. No, listeners love that. I love uh, to listen to a podcast it's, if they... it's not your job. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'm not a professional, so it's fine. Uh, that's true. 
Anyway. No, every week we're like worried to become too professional. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen while George to... is eating on microphone. So yeah, that's never going to be professional. It's just going to make me want to kill him as I edit every <laughs> single week. Um, <laughs> this week we <laughs> is that a crime? <laughs> eating a succulent maracuja. <laughs> No jury would convict if I did kill him. Um, this week on Who Watches the Watch the podcast, where we talk about, did I even say what this is? It what this is? Did I say what the podcast is? Yes. Okay. You said something. I yeah. I'm always saying something. Um. <laughs> anyway, this week You're on the podcast, we finished the book Feet of Clay by Terence Pratchett. And we, we figured out who who's doing the murders and like why mm. and stuff. And we learned a lot about like what it means to be human. So it's like the one guy who was set up at the start and then Who done it? <laughs> the guy you thought it was the whole time. Yes, yeah. it's like a Scooby Doo episode where there's two guys and it you know, it's not one guy, so it's gotta be the other guy. Um yeah. <laughs> it, it pulls pulls back the curtain and it's Dragon King of Arms and he's like, You <laughs> <laughs> Which of the it two animals? Which of the two characters they could afford to animate fully and voice this week, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it? It's a guy named Dragon. It's a guy mm. named Dragon because was it a the first vampire? book was about dragons. Mm-hmm. And then this one is about drag a guy called Dragon. <laughs> dragon yeah, dragon King. He's called Dragon King. And the first dragon book was King. about a Dragon King. <laughs> 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 I find that a bit suspicious. Terry to say something. I don't think he's never said anything. Um, no. He has to recycle his old plots, it's fine. I would never do that. No. <laughs> yeah, now this book was about... Um... Uh... Sorry, I'm just trying to remember something. Um, anyway, this book <laughs> was... Um, you know, we, we carried on from last from last time. Uh, we solved the mystery, which was that it was the candle wicks that were being poisoned with arsenic. Seems to me that you lived your life like... Uh... Like an arsenic like candle in the wind. Arsenic candle. <laughs> and um, yes. and the and there's this there's all this stuff happens. Listen, all this stuff happens in this book that's so cool. Uh, there's epic. <laughs> Lots of cool stuff. This is my new way of doing the summary. <laughs> 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 the summary's fallen out of favor, so now I'm I'm going for a looser, more like informal style. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, listen. This section was freaking awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. Listen, kids. <laughs> you guys are gonna love it. You you may think that doing sick wheelies on your cool BMX bike is cool, but wait till you get a load of this golem. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> this guy put his leg on backwards. Um. Yeah. Vimes <laughs> <laughs> does some cool shit. You know they continue to try and solve the mystery. Colon gets uh. He he gets kidnapped and he's rescued by Buggy Swires, but he has to like climb into some sewers and have a cool chase sequence where like the the big king golem like face like chases him and then he climbs up a, a drain pipe and then the drain pipe falls and it like hits and then he lands on a bunch of farm animals. It's so cool. It's like a really yeah. exciting scene. I really enjoyed because that scene, especially when he's hanging from a balcony, um it's interspersed of him hanging there over like several other scenes. Yeah. Um, and then you get this really, I don't know. I think Terry has been like researching how to write action scenes a lot better in this book. <laughs> like he, they're some of the most coherent we get and they're actually like quite fun. Mm. Yeah. Terry that, went to a seminar. Yeah. Mm, 
we get um, action from one of the other action scenes of Dorfel releasing loads of animals. Yeah. Um, come in and influence this one and save the day. And it's very like kinetic, very um, very sort of cartoonish the way it all happens, but in a really yeah. in a really fun, exciting way. I, I I really enjoyed it. I was I was I was having good fun reading it. I liked it. Yeah, we get some more like more humorous moments interspersed with um social commentary um social realism dark social realism we get like (laughs) that you can just do that you can do that uh yeah the other plot line you should either decide uh between writing a comedy book or writing a a serious book book. and someone's got to tell terry's got to pick (laughs) um yeah are you joking Carrot uh, finds Dorfel, buys him from his master, and puts the receipt in his brain. Because he's like, this will make you realize that you now own yourself. Um, and it gives Dorfel like an existential crisis for a bit. But he gets better, and then he goes on a rampage to try and, like, you know, he goes, like, writing stuff on walls a lot. He goes on, like, an epic trip. Uh, he goes and he lets all the animals out at the slaughterhouse he was working at. And, like, does a lot of terrible things to the people who <laughs> get the slaughterhouse. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. If like if your literal property, you can you're allowed to one incidence of putting a, an onion in someone's rectum. Mm. You can, well, he you does it one. multiple times, so I don't know if there's one incident. <laughs> well, the other one's yeah, an apple. They had it coming. It's fine. Yeah, but he you know he smashes shit up a lot, and he's wandering around. He's writing on walls. He goes and he like breaks open a. Uh, a really awful factory where they're sewing clothes and um that's pretty rough uh he mm. destroys the treadmill where the where the golems have to like you know run the treadmill and then but they they start building it again because they they haven't been freed in them in the head yet yeah and he has a realization that uh even if you give people freedom they will they might build it back build back uh unfreedom and give it away again it might build back better yeah uh, <laughs> it's, it's um because it's hard to be free it's, it's hard scary. to be free it's scary and you have to it's make scary. your own choices and follow your own moral code mm. which um, is inserting onions into people's rooms. it's moral um <laughs> no. uh, i'm scared of my freedom i'm scared of freedom uh meanwhile nobby's at a party where he's having like a fun time hanging out with all the posh people. He keeps eating all the eggs and getting them all to drink beer and they're all having a great old time and he's telling them funny <laughs> stories. <laughs> they love him. They think he's great. They think he's so funny. And then they get him into a room and they're like, listen, listen all pal, posh chum, fellow member of the aristocracy. What we need is a king who can sort out everything for us. You know, that would be so great. And he's like, haha, Vimes would never let them be a king. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh you know carrot and, and i'm like, like what oh, were carrots no. around we're talking about someone else like someone like you and he's like mr vines would go spare yeah he's like mr vines <laughs> will spare. never accept that <laughs> but he goes such, such a classic terry moment where he makes uh where he makes them try to give nobby nobby hints and he just doesn't get it that's, yeah for ages. That he does that every book mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's just—he's like, no, Mr. Vines would just cut my head off. Yeah, it's, and to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that. a minor crisis. But there's another, there's another nice, sort of like, fun, like, bit of action that Terry describes him drinking. He's been swigging all of his brandy for hours, mm. and 
he sprays it all out over his lit cigar in shock. (laughs) 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 It's very fun. Nice image. And then he jumps out the window in in sheer panic. He just, like, fucking goes through the window, like, head first out the glass window and, like, does a roll and, like, runs. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that, though, the way the, like, Nobby becomes posh storyline isn't, like, resolved by, like, him being... Him like rejecting the position or whatever, like what uh what Carrot would do, or like him I don't know, having some sort of noble reasoning. He's just so scared of vimes. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just wants a simple life. He just wants a simple life. He doesn't want mm. being a king sounds stressful, and they try to tell him that, yeah, it doesn't have to be stressful. We can just tell you what people other people can just tell you what to do, and you can tell Vimes. Uh, go spare. What to do? Very good. It's a good scene. He'd yeah, go spare if I were to tell him what to do. <laughs> Cut my head off with an axe. Yeah, it's like Nobby. It's not even that Nobby is found out not to be posh, and then that ends like his storyline. It's that he rejects it pretty much as like a thing. He's like, I will never ever, because yeah. I think he's easily like the whole thing is they think that because he's stupid and like weird and gross and stuff that he's easily swayed but like the thing is that he's not (laughs) yeah (laughs) like he's just extremely true to himself he has very strong survival instincts and he will only really do what he wants to do he is quite literally down to earth like he he's not he's not unrealistic no (laughs) he's not clever but like he's not he's not yeah yeah, he's not a not away with the fairies. Yeah, it really is like a fundamental misunderstanding of his character in a way where they they just think he's a pushover when he's like anything but like yeah. he will he will get the allure of you know d- drinking all the brandy and entertaining these people with his lewd jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, he will, you will easily convince him into that, but into like actually doing anything, like actually taking power, that's not. You he can't push him that. into that. He knows what happens to people ride. in charge. Yeah. He he doesn't want that. He doesn't even want to be like a a court, like a you know. He doesn't want to be a captain or like even a sergeant. <laughs> he doesn't want to yeah. be king. <laughs> he wants yeah, to. A... He wants to smoke dog ends in an alleyway, yeah. drink beer, and steal petty cash. <laughs> and there's like a nice setup to that in the beginning where it's like he's in the historical reenactment and he's going to be the one who plays the king and um but you know they change it so that they, in the end they burn vimes yeah or whatever like and that's supposed to be like you know give us the <laughs> give us the idea that like nobby actually would be king or whatever like it's not that like he just He's just doing that for the for for shits and giggles. Like he's, yeah. He doesn't actually think. He thinks kings are cool and like. You know, if I'm dressing up as a king, he doesn't want to yeah. be a king. Like the literally the point of the play is that the king dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, killed by Vimes' ancestor. Yeah, like he's not. He doesn't. He knows that that's not a good idea. Um, but I think it is. Yeah, like a misunderstanding of, you know, it's it's like a class thing where they think because he's stupid and, you know, lower class that he he will be easily controlled and that's not true. So that's that's good and that's that's basically at the end of that storyline. Yeah. So like there's a little 
there's a little hint to the to the readers where there's like one of the conversations the like nobles are having and then they're like oh but you don't think it's real right like dragon just made that up right yeah they're like he's not actually mm. an earl is he and they're, and they're like don't be a tit yeah um <laughs> so it's like yeah we know that yeah i think they're real. like i i can't even imagine how like dragon found him or something yeah they're like oh you don't actually believe that it's like yeah i think i don't think it's particularly surprising that dragon no. king of arms is the villain. I'm pretty sure he's doing villainy stuff near the beginning where he's like doctoring documents or whatever. But I, I yeah. think it's more like the the method is the bit that's like the yeah. mystery. Yes. It's how are they doing this rather than who's doing it. Yeah. Which I think is a valid mystery. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's um, valid. I think it's very it's funny. Diagnosing this mystery it's valid. Valid mystery, yeah. So fucking funny how often terry likes to mention candles throughout the whole book constantly i know <laughs> constantly talking about oh the candle glowed softly it's like i see you terry i see <laughs> the you. candle glowed softly the stub of candle uh blah 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 <laughs> the candles the stub of candles more candles oh the candles that's pretty the bit good. where Ron- ronnie corbett walks in was funny too yeah it's, it's very good i do i was just going to say about the nomi thing i do think it's funny that dragon king of arms had this entirely like this, like big elaborate plan uh to like make Nobby King and et cetera, et cetera. And yet like despite all the all the intricacies of like the candle plot and whatever, um it just immediately fucking went wrong because he just doesn't seem to understand people. Do you think yeah. Yeah, I mean I think Terry might be saying something there. It's like remarkable how unsuccessful the plot is like yeah it, it's yeah textual that it just doesn't work even in the slight in, even slightly mm-hmm. apart from poisoning veterinary but he he just realizes who's doing it and has been controlling his doses so we won't die the whole time yeah, yeah. so that he could get vimes to go off and like basically mm, make things better for him without Vimes knowing it. Yeah, no, he does He does that so he can be a sick boy that Vimes gets to take care of. Yeah, he just wants... I, <laughs> listen, some, some, some very strong Vimes and Airy content in these in these last, you know, this I last third. Um, like, the line, so yeah, so Vidinari knows that it's the candles for, like, a little while, from what we can tell. Uh, but there's... But when when Drumnot's like, oh, why didn't you just tell him that it was the candles? Of course I caught up enough to make a stub and let the wick burn for a moment. I couldn't let our gallant policeman know I'd worked it out for myself, could I? Not when he was making such an effort and having so much fun being, well, being Vimes. I'm not completely heartless, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> he just wants Vimes to have a good well, time. I think, <laughs> I think we're meant to take from that that um, what Vimes was doing was crushing, res- like... Res- yeah, crushing dissent against Vatinari within the upper classes. By mm-hmm. doing yeah. So it's really cunning. It how is do you good. Get this, this, how do you get the anti-authority policeman to be your policeman? Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like, well, this is the alternative. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it could be saying something about how um, the, the police cleave to the well of authority even if they don't think they are. Hmm. You know? mm. Maybe it could. I don't think it's actually... But it does sort of work out that way. But it does sort of say that. (laughs) In a different sense. 
And then Dremnot says, the thought occurs, sir, that if Commander Vimes did not exist, you would have had to invent him. And then he says, you know, Dremnot, I rather think I did. <laughs> <laughs> what does that, what's, that, uh, what's that an adaption of, that? If something didn't I don't know. I hear it a lot. It's been bugging me for a while. I mean, the, the one I like, which is that... Um, Bothering me. If heterosexuality didn't exist, then we would have had to... No, was it? There's something about inventing it. <laughs> If Iron Man Funko Pops that watch you fuck your wife mm-hmm. um, didn't exist, we would have had to invent them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a quote. It's a quote from Voltaire, which is, if God did not exist, it would be necessary to invent him. Uh, oh, yeah. that's a classic atheism moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, Speaking of atheism. Wasn't Voltaire, wasn't Voltaire a deist rather than I atheist? don't know. Yeah, he was just he a w- sort of guy. I don't. I don't know. If Voltaire was like an en- enlightenment guy, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he was a deist. He okay. says a lot about uh, freedom. Um, he also said, uh, "Man is free at the instant he wants to be." Um, so he also said something about. I will not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Yeah, that was it. And also, it is dangerous to be right when the government is wrong. He also said, the blood of patriots will sometimes water the tree of liberty. <laughs> he also said, live, laugh, love. Um, yeah, and um, eat, pray, laugh. Yeah. He said, if the, if the blind man does not examine his own need to taste, then he will be lying down with the fishes. It works better in French. He said... Um, I'm sure it does. If, he said, facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, a witty saying proves nothing. That's <laughs> 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 so true. <laughs> Me sorry facing at that. The <laughs> 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 thing about, like, lib, lib philosophers, they're just, they're just, like, vibing. I don't know. They're having a good time. It's the 18th century. You can do, just, like, whatever, just, you they're know. They're just going. Like, yeah, it must be like, so great to like you know live in a world where like literally anything you say is interesting you know. Oh, like, I'm a lib. Freedom is good. It's good when the laws all get applied to people in the same way. Yeah. Oh, how do I wow. class people? I don't care. <laughs> Please don't yeah. ask me how I class people or citizens. Men what are is, free if they citizen? believe they are free. Do not ask me about slavery. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about something else. <laughs> no, they're not men. They're slaves. Uh-huh, exactly. It's Voltaire also, did apparently women. like said slavery is bad, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Those Good who can him. make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Yeah, there's apparently a bit in his famous novel Candide, where where Candide uh, is horrified to learn at what price we eat sugar in Europe. Mm. Um, which yeah. is so true. Good thing we don't do that now. No. No, I don't eat sugar. <laughs> anyway, I bought a new smartphone. Oh, great. No, yeah. Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln abolished slavery. Uh, I've just got an old so one. It no longer exists. Nothing. It literally can't exist anymore. It's illegal. Yeah. You can't do that. It's illegal. <laughs> they made it illegal. So no, it's good. So it's gone. More um, women firefighter slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Where it's another thing that's like that like so many of the like yeah so vimes and veterinary like i think that the this is really this is really like 
the continuation of their weird arrangement that will continue and get worse and worse as the books get on. Um, into into third. Third is going to be one of its fifth elephant. It's going to be really interesting about how veterinary can use vimes for reasons. He's mm. a very useful person because he can do things that veterinary can't do, um, but like might want done. You know. What if what if there was like a little a little guy, yeah. a little guy, right, and um, couldn't normally move on his own, but he had this big key sticking out the back of him, yeah, and you could wind it up and it go. And then you put him down on the table, and, and he just walk off in one direction that you chose. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, which is true. Although I do like, um, I I do like. There's a bit where carrot is. It's, it's all about power dynamics. Here. There's a bit where carrot's like, oh, we we can't let Dorful uh, die because he's a person. You know, Vime says that the the law is to like help people who can't help themselves. Or whatever, and Angua is like, ah, oh, Vimes has put words into his head, and he believes them. <laughs> <laughs> Angua is is a cynic. Yeah, she is. Yeah, um, she's so funny. I love her. She's good. She's so prepared to leave. <laughs> I love the end of the, the end of this book because through this whole thing, she's just been like, no, I got been like, ah, oh, I gotta go. It will never work out between us. Next book. Yeah. And then, and then, um, you know, she's like, "Oh, I guess I'll wait till next week." Um, <laughs> she's like, "Ah, oh, if he asks me to get married, I'm gonna have to say no, and he won't understand." But I, you know, we we just we just can't be together in that way. And then he like comes up, and she's like, "Whatever you're gonna ask me, I, I we can't do it." And he's like, "I just thought you might want to help repair the bread museum." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Shit, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> I guess I will stay." Yeah, I mean, now that. She can't. She can't leave now because she has to repair the bread museum. Yeah, so. she's got to help. She's got to help. She's like doing that thing where she's like, he's got to be taking the piss. Like I know he's got to be taking be. the piss, but there is no indication on his face or bearing that he is. He is making a joke. I can't believe he wasn't doing the thing that I made him. That I I got mad at the carrot in my head for yeah. uh, <laughs> wanting to get married. <laughs> If there wasn't a no, carrot, we would that. have had to invent him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making making up a guy who isn't named Carrot because of his hair is because of the way <laughs> his he, his body tapers down from the shoulders in your head and getting mad at him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's why he's called a carrot. You might think it's because of his hair, but that's not it. It's uh, yeah. It's it's because of the way his body tapers down from his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really like I really like Carrot right, in yeah. this in this last third because I mean he's been really nice in this book for most of it, um, and in this last one he's like he's the one who's really pushing to, that the that the golems be recognized as people and that they be considered to be people, mm. mostly because he's with Angua and she's like the main one pushing back against it because um, mm. of her discomfort with you know like the unalive, so he's the one who like frees because of her bias. Because of her bias, because of her structural yeah. bias, <laughs> personal structural bias. I still think the um the what I said the the rock paper scissors of bigotry. It, it's up. true, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to be right. Yeah, I'm very clever. Um, but Cherry, Cherry, Cherry even finds out about God. I can't believe I dead named Cherry. Um, <laughs> I don't she, goes back, she goes back to Cherry. She goes back to Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, she does. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
um, but she 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 finds out that Ang was a werewolf while hanging over a vat of molten wax. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, and it's like, damn, I was so bigoted. I'm going to stop being so. Yeah, Angus spends this whole time <laughs> like, days. I do not want to turn into a werewolf in front of Cherry. I will not do it. And then in the end, she has to in order to save her. And Cherry's like, ah, oh, there's a werewolf, but where did Angua go? <laughs> Why did she tell me? Uh, very strongly <laughs> hinted, Cherry. This like literally, you know, this is on you, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't have said all those slurs if you had told me. Yeah, it's fine. Cherry's like, I'm over. I guess I'm fine with it now because Angua's been so nice to me. So I guess it's not all werewolves. Um, but I will ask her if she did eat my cousin and... It's fine because she didn't eat my cousin. Asking asking if a werewolf ate your cousin is is a microaggression. <laughs> what if? But if a werewolf did, who like comes from the same area, did eat your cousin? You know, it's like it's like a well, fair we question. We don't eat, we don't all eat each other. Yeah. Etc. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, good yeah. book. Good book. And then what else happens? Uh, yeah, we kind of skipped the whole like epic confrontation. Well, yeah. I mean, bit. I was. I I was getting there because I was oh, saying because because we, we were just talking about literally the end of the book. That's what. Yeah, we just keep we're jumping around. Um, there's this whole bit where the golems <coughs> uh, they sort of confront each other. Well, they're getting we we found out what's happening with the candles. Um, they figure it out. Uh, and they go to the candle factory, even though Vimes told them to not go in yet, but they they go in anyway because Carrot wants to you know he wants to investigate. And the big king golem, who's like white and got a crown, you know, he's crazy because he's got all the, you know, it's kind of a metaphor uh, for kings. <laughs> you know, he's got all the the wishes and wants and desires of the golems who made him in his head, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, he's insane because mm-hmm. he can't cope with all the demands and all the needs, and he can't. And some of them are like make make things right that are wrong and like bring peace to the world and shit. It's stuff like he can't do. Well, it makes you think that even golems want their own king. Yeah, they think that it will it will sort them all out. Does it? <laughs> what do you think? Is Terry's trying to say when he says that all the golems make a king because they think it will sort out all their problems and instead it makes things worse? Um, but then in the end, they have to self-actualize and like you know <laughs> find their own way in order to like actually make them things better for themselves. Uh huh. But by setting all this in motion, the king did, like, help them, which is why he smiles as he dies. Um, but, yeah, the Dorfel fights him because um, he's crazy and he, he he just makes candles constantly. And if he stops making candles, he goes out and, like, you know, kills stuff. Um, so they, they have a big fight. They're, like, you know, doing loads of epic shit around the, around the candle place. <laughs> It's like a it's like a big fight, but then he like it's crushes cool Dorfel. So cool. They're just punching each other. <laughs> They're like there's pottery everywhere. It's yeah. Great. It's like a Marvel it's like a Marvel fight. Mm, They're like just like epic Marvel. They're running at each other and they're like grappling. Kids, cool. if you if you if you like the MCU, check this you might out. Like this. Yeah. You know who you know who was the first Captain America? Mm-hmm. You know who you know who's the real iron uh, you heard of Iron Man? How about this Clay Man? You heard of the Thing, Fantastic Four? It's just mm. like that. It's just like that. You heard of Spider Man? He's not in this one. But yeah, the the King. He uh, he smashes Dolphal, and they're like, "Oh shit, Dolphal's dead." 
but then later when Vimes comes in to like to to see them, the it goes to uh, Detritus tries to kill it with a, you know his big siege arrow, but it just bounces. And then the king goes to kill Carrot, just smush him on the ground because he's on the floor, and um, Dorful like comes alive again and stops him. And uh, it's it's epic. It's great. Mm. It's a great moment. It's just like that bit where uh, Tony Stark and uh, I don't remember anything about those movies. Tony Stark <laughs> and the right. other the other Iron Human. Tony Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Red. Red man and blue man go yeah. hit hit yeah, punchy, from punchy. Halo. Yeah. bang bang face Master Chef yeah from Halo Master Chef and um, Cortana <laughs> Master Chef um, <laughs> yeah it's a, it's it's great it's just like that uh, and then he like destroys he destroys the white golem with his big hand and um, all the words come out of his head and. And he dies, and it's great. And then Dolphus like blip, and they're like, "Oh shit, he's dead!" But then Dolph in his like dead. his light his dying moments, he like writes the word like the words. Was it the words of the heart cannot be taken? So true. The words, yeah, words in the head can be, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because the words in his head are gone. Yeah, the, the words in the heart yeah. cannot be taken. And, the words in the and head. Vimes is like, "Shit, okay, we should re- we should we should put him back together." And Carrot's like, Vimes "Yes, has we can." A realization. We can rebuild him. We have the clay. We can fix him. We, ha- we have the pottery. We have the technology. We can rebuild him. We rebuild. I love it good when line. he just puts Maybe quotes smaller. from TV shows in the middle of the book. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking good. <laughs> it rules. Uh, it's just like Heart Spell. Has <laughs> anyone ever said that? What's that? It's just this book. It's just like Heart Spell. Because we'll do stuff where we'll put a What's stupid quote in the middle of the book and I'm like is this cheap but Terry does it all the time so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> many yes, people call Heartspell the Terry Pratchett of young adult novels so. that's true yeah so they they decide to rebuild him so they have a funny scene oh, I've completely forgot about the Vimes epic moment but we'll get back to it oh yeah <laughs> it is pretty it's pretty epic he has so many epic it. moments in this yeah um yeah, they they take it's him just... to be remade in the kiln, where the guy with the pottery, the troll who's like dealing slab, is because there's this extended bit about dipping your finger into into powder and tasting it like you would on, on like a cop show, mm-hmm. and how that's probably not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it like depends who who is doing it, right? Like uh, earlier in the book, it was like fucking was was it carrot? It was carrot. The sugar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he, like, he like, knew that this was going to be sugar, right? Like, it was well, like, he, obvious. That yeah, he already watched real. Vimes eat it. Yeah, Vimes already, already ate some. Arsenic. He, uh, and, 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 and this one, the Tritus does it. Like, it's just, you know, the Tritus moment. Yeah, and then Tritus does it and then has, like, a, he keels over because it's slab and he's just, like, eating some. But they, yeah, they he rebuild. He says something about, did you see Spider-Man crawling around here? And then he realizes it was the slab. Yeah, <laughs> you see Spider-Man. They're like, Spider-Man. no, it's Iron Man. You see two Spider-Man pointing. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, he ca- Dorfo comes out and Vimes takes him to confront Dragon King of Arms and they have a cool confrontation where he, like, tricks, you know, he's like, oh, why did you do it? Why did you do it, you fucked up little guy? And Dragon King of Arms is like, oh, I'm not saying I did do it, but I might do it because I like to breed people and like watch them, you know, and breed them mm-hmm. together to make them strong and pure. I just, just a like eugenicist. Just... I'm a eugenicist vampire. 
but as a hobby, but like as a hobby, yeah. for, the, for the for the upper classes, yeah, well. <laughs> just brings yeah, the upper classes as a hobby. A hobby. <laughs> It's a funny motivation. It's just like a little sick freak, and then he's like, "Oh, and you didn't want carrot because carrot wasn't pliable." And he's like, "Eh, it's actually because he's dating anger and she's a werewolf, and that's gross." <laughs> actually, because if carrot was king, he could have puppies as as heirs, and that would be bad. Yeah, we don't want to put a dog on the throne. I didn't do dog. it for I didn't do it for like well thought out reasons. I did it for racist reasons. <laughs> I did it because I'm a racist vampire. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that the you can't, you can't, if you're a racist, you can't have well thought out racist reasoning. You're saying that. Yeah, where's his, where's his <laughs> cranial, where's his cranial charts? Um, that racism is intrinsically um, irrational. Yeah, mm. maybe. I, looked I mean, at he, hate, he hates werewolves because he's a vampire. measured Anguascar's size and um, was not so up was to not my ki- standards. Would not fit the crown, yeah. No. Mm. Um, he was like, werewolf genes are unpredictable. Yeah. But it's fine because then Dorfel takes him to to jail. He's like, mm. he's like, I'm taking you to jail. <laughs> um, <laughs> taking you to the dungeons. It's fine. And then and then and then Vimes has like Vimes policeman moment where he's like, being a policeman means you can't just kill people for no reason. <laughs> Which I wish that were true, Vimes. He's like, you're not allowed to kill people because you're a policeman now and it's not, it's murder and you can't do murder, which you can't do murder when you're not a policeman either. That's also the point, but you know. And he's like, I will not do violence because I'm a, I'm a fine person, but I will burn down this, <laughs> but I will burn down all the heraldic records of the, uh, of Ankh-Morpork. Mm-hmm. I will adopt all all the animals that they used for making heraldry. Yeah, I'm going to steal all the heraldry animals because I love them now. Um, but <laughs> They're I will, mine. But They're I'll my children. The herald animals because no. they these are mine and we have spare pens in, in my home. Sybil <laughs> uh, loves animals. Sybil loves animals. Um, and, dragon, and then he goes to see Vimes and Vimes is like, uh, so that, that everyone's so pleased that you put so much effort into rescuing all the animals when the unfortunate burning down of that place happened. Although Dragon King of Arms is, uh, you know, he he screamed and, and wept and cursed your name when he heard that it happened for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I wholeheartedly support burning down the eugenics library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I couldn't possibly, but but what if I could? But what if? <laughs> what if? Also, that he they have a minor minor bit of poetic revenge in um, that they the way they the way they weaken Dragon King of Arms is by sneaking into his place and they soak all the wicks of the candles in holy water. Did they? I thought that was a lie. I thought that was like a. Oh, was it? I don't know. I read. I read it as a. Um, as a thing to um, to freak him out, so he would yeah. like be like, "Oh, the candles!" And he's like, "Aha! How did you know it was the candles? It's because you knew about the candle plot." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "No one will believe you because no one else is here." And yeah, then I think it was a Dorful like, is like, "Aha! Uh-huh, I'm here." Okay, I think it was a bluff. Uh, they 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 even said that. Like, I think Dragon even said that you can't you can't you just can't dry out holy water and then. <laughs> Just leave the holiness there. It's not how Nothing it Nothing left but holiness. Yeah, it's pure, pure powder form holiness. <laughs> just mm. water. Well, I'm <laughs> just up just myself water. a line of holy on on the mirror. Yeah. 
it's a kind of it's a fun little joke on like vampire lore because like yeah hollywood is just whatever a priest spoke over it like yeah we have this recurring bit of this vampire who appears at the watch station who's always getting jobs at places which yeah. are bad for vampires and ends up getting killed <laughs> it's very good um but here we get the first thing about like vampires basically being immortal anyway they said like you could kill a vampire and then if someone just spills some blood on some powder then it will just come back to life like a hundred years later and continue to be a vampire this will be important for later (laughs) in multiple places more vampires to come folks can't believe it put vampire in a book and then bring them back in another one what if they were villains but also sometimes they aren't villains but also sometimes they are once again villains (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, makes you think um, yeah um, do you think golems are gonna come back no that's it this is the last we ever hear about them no. they'll, they'll never recover it's a shame yeah can't wait to start the next watchbook and it just begins with uh, Dorfel died for real actually even though he just joined the force <laughs> yeah yes Dorfel becomes a policeman it's a very funny scene. They wander across the bridge. He gets he, visit really likes him because he wants to talk about religion with him, even if it's beca- from an atheistic position. And he's he arguing. wants to read more pamphlets. He wants to read more yeah. pamphlets. What if you, what if you uh, gave a creature sentience and he turned out to be really irritated? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put the tongue in his mouth and he became <laughs> Ben Shapiro. <laughs> My <laughs> first word was actually. Actually, um, atheists aren't non-religious. They're just. Oh, like... I will only believe in gods that you can uh, you can prove to me in a debate. Yeah, debate. <laughs> it's so move. funny. He goes to see the the all the priests come to be like, this is heresy. You can't give a golem a tongue. Because they gave him a tongue and he can talk and stuff now. Um, and he's like, ah, I will debate this position. You could grind me down to try and find, you know, the spark of, like, to find if there's, like, a spark of life in me if if you do the same thing to you. And then I would, you know, give that a go. And then, like, okay. <laughs> this, golem, this golem is owning me on the on the fields of debate. <laughs> and the, god, the gods even try to, like, strike him with lightning, but... But it doesn't work because he's made of ceramic. <laughs> <laughs> he just glows. It's like it's like Offler, and they like he like gets him, and he's like the God Offler is like is a is he is a vengeful one, and then Rickley Rickley Priest Rickley is like well he's a trigger happy one, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to he tries to hit him with a lightning bolt, but it just like it it goes down and then like bends at a right angle away from him, which I think is very funny. I quite I, like I priest the, powers. I quite like the reoccurring joke of atheism in a world where like gods, gods are, are materially real. demonstrably real yeah yeah i think it's really good because yeah Gnorfo's like well that's not much of an argument <laughs> wait yana are you saying that we don't live in a in a in a world where gods are real damn haven't you seen a rainbow check out, check out ricky gervais <laughs> over here miracles are everywhere magnets how do yeah. they work <laughs> freaking magnets tide goes freaking in tide magnets. goes out can't explain that <laughs> Uh, (laughs) can't wait to read the next watch book which is all about magnets it's about magnets riddle riddle me this mr fucking dawkins uh if god isn't real then why aren't i why am i not having sex until marriage (laughs) yeah would i do that to myself if god wasn't real yeah (laughs) 
would I would I make myself and everyone in my sphere so miserable because of being part of a weird religious cult? <laughs> uh, if God wasn't real, it would be for nothing. That would be crazy. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think Dorfus sounds like? Like this. Hello, Hello. I am. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dorful. Because he, he, like, capitalised. Let's talk about religion. Oi, Mr. Yumi Potter. Uh, Did you make me out of pottery? I've got no gods and no masters. That's right, but I'm a policeman. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he capitalises the first letter of every word. So, like, I'm I'm just wondering what that, if it's, like, a robot voice, like, if it's... I think it's just very deep and, like... Just, uh, just um, let me I'm, find the door. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna mess the um the the script that looks kind of like Hebrew lettering. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's quite mm. fun. It looks cool. Yeah, I could take no notice of that command. Like I don't know how the intercapitalization is supposed to. So I, I could take no notice of the command, but command. I am choosing to do so out of respect. I do um. not believe in the human god. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it down about and instead of a sign that says I want food it said I want a fat bitch (laughs) 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 my little jar of honey yeah We'll never see it again. My little jar of honey. R.I.P. Um, yes. We, we can talk about the funny pun of words that... Uh, the, yeah. The pun uh, or, or play There's of much words to talk that, about. Um, so made Vimes realize... Who's the would you like guy. to explain it? Um, see, the in the beginning of the book, this is classic, like, setup and payoff. In the beginning of the book, I don't have the Latin words, so... Chekhov's heraldry. Chekhov's heraldry, because in the beginning of the book, he sets up. Um, <laughs> in the beginning of the book, we set up all these like weapons, right? Mm-hmm. And then one of them has uh, has like a fish in the candle, mm-hmm. and the fish is a poisson. And it's yep. French, but French um, poisson is a pune on poison. Because <laughs> it sounds like poison. Yeah. It's spelled like poison, at least. It doesn't yeah. sound like it. And poison. then the, the the weapon words or the guy who the says poison like called? poison. <laughs> okay, yeah. Poisson. Excuse me, I just like... a little poison into a tea. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Alice Cooper song, Poison. Poison. Mister Litvinenko, I you appear to have got some poison in your sushi. <laughs> The other clue is I've been that the poison, poisoned <laughs> through uh, having an overdose of uh, being locked in my own briefcase and put in the bath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the other clue is that the words are art brought art brought forth the candle, which is a pun or a play on words on uh, his name being Arthur. But Vimes notices that it's a bit, bit weird that this is in English and not in Latin. Yeah. So he translates it into Latin, and I haven't found the exact word. It's like it Ars Annexium. Yeah, it has the word Ars Annex yeah. in it. Uh, which is uh, very ars, elaborate. Which ars Annexa est candelum. Yeah. Being, which means like arsenic candles. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, being a, being a vampire must be very boring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, this guy is is extremely fucking bored. Very elaborate type- on Terry's behalf, though. Well done, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, this the really, type of really guy rash. who writes the New York Times crosswords? Yeah. Like those have these. There was there there was one where like half of the clues didn't make sense, and then there was like one clue that was um, the solution to this is also a hint for some other clues. And then the solution to that was like fill in the blank. And then and then it turned out that the other clues only make sense if you put the word fill into the blanks in those clues. Which That's fucking great. So funny. Of course you only get after you like like I watched this crossword guy solve it and he only got it after he already like solved the entire crossword and he just you know, in some cases, there's just only a few letters that are left, so it's like, okay, it can only be this word. And then after that, he said, I sat on it for like three minutes and tried to figure out what this, what this fill in the blank clue could mean. People who do yeah. crosswords are insane. Yeah, sick people. Sick, sick brains. Yeah, but it's a great, it's a great scene. I like that Vimes does get it in the end. Like, I don't think yeah. I would ever really get it. <laughs> I don't no, know. I don't know Latin. No, I like that. I like that Vimes, Vimes gets pretty good at Latin. <laughs> Vimes gets mad at clues again. He's mm. like, there were all these clues and my big mistake was that I was following the clues instead of looking what was there. Uh, he just well, he just like, I should have sat down and thought about it yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, are you plodding, policeman? I am plodding. God fucking damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to also mention, obviously, um, Vimes' epic moment, which I, I forgot to mention before, which is that he goes into his drawer when he's like trying to solve the crime, and the, there's a bottle of the good shit in oh, there. Oh yeah. And then and the he's and he's juice. like, oh, alcohol. <laughs> um, and you th- and it tricks you, and you think he's drunk because then the some of the guild leaders come in. It's like um, Lord Downey. I think this is this the first Lord Downey. The first Lord Downey book, yes, I think because because the of last, it last was watch, but it was Doctor Crusoe. Yeah. Thing. Because he's the replacement. He'd be, he'd be dead. Or was or maybe he came in at the end of that one. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Lord Downey's here and uh, Mrs. Palm, and um, they come in and and uh, Lord Downey's like, "Look, he's drunk," and he's like, "Ha I'm not drunk. <laughs> I was just, I was tricking you." And then they go, "Look at this powder we found in the closet. It's arsenic. He's arsenicking the 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 petition." And then Vimes eats it. It's like, "Ha ha! It was sugar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after like waking up and punching Lord Danny in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, punch- he goes, <laughs> Where, know, "What's going on?" <laughs> and then punches him in the face. It's like, "Oh, sorry. I was so confused because I just woke up." <laughs> 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 it's, it's yeah it's a it's a big big sicko mode it's very funny yeah and yeah. uh and it's it's obviously and then carrot's like damn and he's like yeah i know why would i have arsenic in the drawer it's in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> and carrot's like what he's like listen they thought that i would just pick up the the whiskey and immediately go glug 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 like there's not just like alcohol all over the place all the time that i could do that if i was gonna do that <laughs> Um, it's, quite, it's a. I think that the reason it's such an effective scene is because both like the people it's happening to and the people reading it both sort of ex- don't expect that to have happened. Yeah, you experience it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So you just get you're like, "Wow, what's going on? This is this is cool as hell." <laughs> yeah, and you're like reading it from Carrot's perspective, so. Mm. Mm. And so you're like, "Oh like, no, this is going bad. This, isn't, this isn't good." You know. 
he's been framed for something. And it, Terry's like, no, I've done some, Bramish has done character growth, bye. <laughs> <laughs> You're just as stupid as the Dragon King of Arms. He's epic now, you know, <laughs> people try and assassinate him like every morning, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's not going to, yeah, because he's like, he's not despairing like that. Like, even when he's like frustrated with a crime, he doesn't like go into like drunk depression or whatever. like it's it... no the only time he was like that was when he um when he was fired mm. yeah but he he still has like meaning in his life yeah which is his job <laughs> yeah he's frustrated by by this by this mystery but uh this is also like ego to solve it right like yeah he enjoys it really he likes it. i mean mm. He kind of, he does like it because he gets to be a dickhead to a bunch of people. Like, he goes to the meeting of the guild leaders and, like, puts an axe through a table. Yeah. <laughs> so they walk, yeah, they walk in and it's just this massive headsman's axe stuck in their guild, their, their like, <laughs> meeting table. <laughs> and they all run away. <laughs> <laughs> They're all somewhat perturbed. Um, and Venera's well, like, well, we'll just leave it in there, you know, as a message. It's just a nice, conversation it's a nice visual. Yeah. Leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> so you get some like nice off-screen vines, vines sicko made, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I like I like the way it's like slowly revealed in their conversation where they're like very um now what what could have happened or uh supposed supposed someone went into the house of arms uh, and set it on fire and then freed all, all the animals and um, put all the animals in the Vime Sybil household. Supposedly that would have happened. How would that mm. make you feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a thing that could have happened hypothetically. Yeah. And Vimes is doing the thing where he just looks straight ahead and is like, oh, sir, okay, sir, that's very interesting, sir. Well, he did the same thing at the beginning of the book with like Vimes and the Tritors and like the... Yeah, 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 exactly. With the slab, mm. um, which comes back we... here with the slab, where it's like we talked briefly about it, but it's like this: they get this other troll to uh, to help, like fixing Dorfel, because mm-hmm. th- they they like showed that he was like hiding slab or whatever, or setting yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, it's distributing. I think. Um... Yeah. What if we kissed in the burning College of Arms? <laughs> <laughs> that would be That's so, an that, actionable threat. That would be so disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any themes in this book? Uh, bad. Freedom. Maybe. Freedom. Difficult. Freedom. Posh difficult, people. Assholes. People want kings because they want mm. a single person to solve their problems, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just like people recurring. who. People can't genetically be better than you and save the day, you know. Yeah. Apart from Carrot, who can, but like that's different. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he kind of has. He does kind of have that like heredity thing in there. To I, I think as a device that sort of to prove the point a lot. Yeah. Although maybe it can also sort of maybe undermine itself slightly when you do get Carrot being Carrot. But I don't know. I'm happy with it. Being world's most epic guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if this guy was just really nice and cool? What if he yeah, was nice like, and remembered everyone? There's like a bit at the end where it's like, uh, 
after we learned that everything about like Nobby being um, being an Earl was just made up by Dragon, uh, blah blah, and he's so relieved. Nobby is so relieved that he doesn't have to have to do anything with uh, with these Nobby people. We get it one last time, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's thinking about oh, I should should never even have shown shown him that ring, uh, and it uh, you know it would have been so much easier if I just <laughs> never brought that up. And then he's thinking about how. Um, do, it's good, a good thing I didn't bring up like the <laughs> silver crown and tiaras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coronet the scepter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did his family just nick all of this shit? Yeah. <laughs> or, or is he legitimately royal? Like, <laughs> I, I think I like to think that he is legitimately royalty, like descended from. Yeah, it's just it's what happens when shit. you do too yeah. much inbreeding. Yeah, 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 and um, well, because everyone everyone's descended from royalty. Yeah, 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 and well, I guess like the point you, is also but... that it just doesn't matter what your like actual lineage is. Like it's evidenced through the subtle means of burning down the college form. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean anything? God. Terry really mm. went nuts with that, like, mm. especially when it's like revealed that veterinary was just like using him, like it's just, yeah. You know, I can't burn down the the house of arms myself, so I'm just gonna make this guy run around and make him so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna make this guy so angry that he does literally everything I want him to do, <laughs> which is his role. I got a yeah one. One other thing I thought of, once again, Terry showing up with, like, the only two uh, guilds that he's, like, sort of sympathetic to, um, that he either, like, actively dislikes, or it's just, like, Lamel, Elmeo, the Thieves' Guild. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he, he, the, there's the seamstresses and the, um, and the beggars. He likes them. Yeah, the oldest professions. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, because I think Queen Molly, like, warns him, right? She's, like... Yeah, via foul oh, run. yeah. He's on the bridge and he's like, watch your back. And um, Mrs. Palm is the first the first one when the, when she's like, oh, yeah, this was obviously a setup. What are you talking about when, yeah. when they walk in onto him drunk in the office? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and gives, gives him like a piece of paper that is, makes it obvious they were all sent there to, yeah. to discover him. Well, say it's so funny that these that all the guild leaders are like so intent on like what if we did hereditary aristocracy just because they're like decided they're sick of veterinary even though he's the only reason that they have the that positions that they do have. Yeah, I mean that's the way I took it. It's like the guild leaders are like upset with veterinary because he keeps he gave them more power, but he also keeps them in balance, and they yeah. they all think that if they had a king, they could influence the king that their guild becomes more powerful than all the other guilds or gets mm. like more privileges whereas with veterinary is like all about balance and that's what i think that's what they hate like they hate yeah. that the other guilds have just as much power as they do mm. veterinary yeah. would put jeff bezos in the scorpion pit is what we're saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure Which, and it would yeah. be great not saying is something i'm actively working on Mm-hmm. Uh, and have a concrete, considered, and above all, realistic plan ready to go at any moment. But, <laughs> but uh, Vimes 
Uh, veterinary does put um, yeah street theatre people and mimes in the scorpion pit, but he also has bad points. So <laughs> they say that they say utopias can't exist. <laughs> you put Amanda it. Palmer in. They say veterinary isn't the ideal ruler. <laughs> veterinary takes one look at Amanda Palmer. And says, scorpion pit now. <laughs> I would have to hand it to him if he did that. <laughs> you don't gotta hand this to veterinary, but if you put Amanda Palmer in the scorpion pit, veterinary would fucking send the vimes at Amanda Palmer. He would, uh, would make him investigate what's going on at uh, at her house. Who, who he gets to put people in the scorpion pit? They just kind of are put there. They just go in. Yeah, there. there's no vimes doing that. Well, there's there's the great bit in fucking um, uh, in going postal where there's a room that's just a spike pit. <laughs> You go through a door and there's just a big pit full of spikes. <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> Can you do Apparently. that? He just has a spike pit put in. <laughs> pit of spikes. I don't know. There's more stuff about, like, you know, most of the themes at this point are just, like, he just keeps making the same themes, but, like, refining them, right? Like, with the yeah. with the whole rulership stuff, with the whole, like, class stuff that he has, with, um, with Vimes. Um. I do prefer this to Men at Arms, I think. It's better. I think so, too, yeah. yeah. So it's a better it's book. It's more coherent as a story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and a better also plot, there's like, it's a better mystery. They have better motivation behind... Like, the golems are, like, both interesting and sympathetic... Um, yeah, and also scary, you know, when they have to be, um, and also very other in an interesting way. Yeah. Whereas I think gun mystery is just there's a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's the what if what if guns? <laughs> it's re- it really is the difference between uh, here's the thing that you have in real world that I'm gonna put in fantasy world, which it does a bunch. Yeah. Um, whereas in this one, it's like here's a here's a concept for you <laughs> to chew on. <laughs> What it's is life? Think about it. What does it mean? Does the hammer strive? Yeah. And it's like, uh, Dorfel says he's going to save up all his money to buy a, buy the other golems so he can give them to himself themselves and free them and then continue going about it. Yeah, and then they are going to also start collecting money so they can free even more. Which, Exponential golem owner, uh, golem freedom. freedom. Which yeah. definitely yeah. won't come up in another book. I'm sure this will never <laughs> be mentioned again. <laughs> No, freeing golems through the free market. Repeated recurring side characters who are always interesting to have around. Mm. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be so crazy. I like I like the golems a lot. They're Me really too. Yeah. I can't wait to meet Mr. Pump. I love Mr. Pump. Can't wait to read uh, more dialogue that is where every letter is capital or where every word is capitalized. <laughs> well, uh, if you want every word to have capital letters in it, I think it's Hogfather next. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you gotta get a bit of that in there. Mm. I love, I love hogs. Um, you love fathers. <laughs> Jury's still out on fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Can't wait to read. It would have the... been better book if it was called Hog Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. I'm changing my Discord name. Hog Daddy. It's been, so it's been whatever it is at the moment. Pig Dad. Oh, but the Sheriff of Nottingham's pretty good. It is pretty know. good. I think it's time uh, for Hog Daddy. I think so, yeah. 
Hmm. Let me hold on. Let me let me, let me hold on. Let me. I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you hold on. Thank you. What is language? I'm sure I don't know. <laughs> language? I'm telling you. Huh? I love to be a podcaster who can't speak. Um, I am obsessed with the way that the cover of the new version of Feet of Clay just spoils the mystery. <laughs> What's the new version look like? Oh, the can- it's just got candles. It's just got a candle on it. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I mean, I guess you might not go like, oh, that's the arsenic thing, but it does seem a bit like, you know. I guess. It's, um, that's like if you put on the cover of the final Harry Potter book, just, um, the words, women are mothers on the back. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta be a Molly. <laughs> it would be good if the final Harry Potter book just had like Molly epic moment on it. Like they, they just. Would you like to hear some one star reviews of this book? Sure. We don't have Robin here to do this. I know. I'm picking up her hat while she rests and putting it on my head. Yeah. Um, There's a Patrick Rothfuss review for it. It's where it's not interesting. So. Okay. Um. Mm. Put simply. Pratchett tries so very, very hard to rouse some laughter out of his reader and does more harm than good. <laughs> what the harm? <laughs> harm. I hate it when harm. I hate it when a fucking I hate it when a fucking comedy book tries to make you laugh. I'm like, That's no, fuck so you, wrong. don't make me laugh. I spent the whole time bemused rather than amused, wondering how this could be written by the same man who, along with Neil Gaiman, wrote Good Omens, one of my personal favourites. He's hoping making money leaves a better impression on me. <laughs> I don't see how this is materially different humor-wise to Good Omens. Um, it's not. I mean, it doesn't have Neil Gaiman in it, so it's already better. Yeah. Uh, Ruth says, Terry Pratchett can write better than this! Exclamation mark. Can he? Like, this is pretty much him at the top of his powers, I think. This is this is, this is like Pete Pratchett. Yeah. 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 yeah, like, this is... this is We are we are well and truly into, like, the... Like the the series of there's a sort of section in 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 throughout his writing history where it's just like a lot of a lot, lot of bangers coming out yeah. one after another hit after yeah. hit yeah just fucking endless strings of bangers yeah I, I can't imagine like there being someone who whose like idea of Terry Pratchett isn't like this section of books like Mm-hmm. This man made a, a reference to RoboCop in a fantasy book where there <laughs> are cops, but there are no robots except for the ones They're made out of clay. They're not actually robots. I can't um, believe Terry I Pratchett. That's very unfunny. I can't believe Terry Pratchett out of all people would make a pop culture reference. That's so that would cringe. be fucking disgusting. He also quoted Voltaire, which is gross. <laughs> that's even worse. He, I would never quote <laughs> a man Pr- that's unfeminist. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's revisionist to quote quote liberal thinkers. Oh, well, that's true. That is true. Uh, another one says um, it's hard to pick up and flow with because it jumped around so much and required some serious imagination to follow the characters slash plots. <laughs> imagination. Uh, I'm sure a more thorough background into this world and its creatures would have helped, but as things stood, I didn't have the desire to delve into it. If the writing wasn't descriptive enough to give me a good feel on the places the scenes happens or what the characters look like. Reading Feet of Clay was like crawling through some dark, muddy geek hole that only got tighter as I judged on. Needless to say, I put it down rather early on. Changing name of server. (laughs) Dark, muddy geek hole. (laughs) 
the, I hate when my hall is full of geeks. <laughs> Cut these. How did my geek get this many out. holes? <laughs> geeks out of my hole. It's disgusting. <laughs> maybe, if, maybe wash your hole every once in a while and then it won't happen. Yeah, and then there'll be less geeks in there. Yeah. Any other reviews you. Um, uh, there's not many other one-star reviews, to be honest. Most of them are just one-star reviews with no descriptions. That's disgusting. In two stars, um, uh, a weaker entry in the watch series, Pratchett really needs to piss or get off the pot with the whole carrot is king subplot. This was barely about... He kind of he kind of does get off the pot. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Really explicitly at the beginning, it's like, carrot's not going to be king in this one. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of pissing in a very different direction, you know? Carrot doesn't even know about that plot in this book. Like I think it's it's, it's barely it's only mentioned as like a thematic thing, really. Yeah. It's to like it's, give it's you It's alluded hints. to. It's it's as like something that's already been dealt with. Yeah, it's like him making jokes about how uh I know you're sick of the carrot being king plot. It's not even that, it's just like referencing that it's happened because it'd be stupid to ignore it. This is a really good review. Okay. <clears throat> Gilberto. <laughs> it was good at the beginning. Not as funny as previous ones in the Watch series, but in this one I felt a tendency to favour communist ideology in the thoughts and behaviour of the major characters, which is a no-no for me. So it was not as good as I hoped, sadly. <laughs> communist ideology? Terry cancelled for being a communist. God. Yeah, I hate it when you write a book where you're like, wow, poverty sure sucks. Like, um, this fucking oh, do you think it. that's what it is? When, it, when like, when, because there's this also, there's another bit where, like, uh, they go into, like, the the fabric place where um, oh, the clothing manufacturer yeah. place, and he's like, ah, oh, more Cockbill Street people who don't, you know, they've, they've got pride, so they let themselves be exploited, and then he decides he fucking hates the guy who owns it and runs it because he's, like, the worst. It kind of suggests that Terry impl- is implicitly saying that those who just commit crime to get by, like, that's fair enough to escape that life of, like, proud destitution. I mean, he does say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's actually fine, really, to do, like, minor thievery and whatever, but, like, the people, you know, it's this whole slumlord thing that he says all the time in the books, yeah. where he's like, it's a crime to live in a slum, but it's not a crime to run a slum. Yeah, owning it is uh, gets you into all the right circles. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny bit with the guy who runs that factory That's as well. Awesome. He's like, I hate this factory owner so much. Break the wheel. Um, <laughs> but funny bit with this where he's talking to Vimes and he's like, I'll, I know the commander, so you better do as I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't isn't Carrot wa- Carrot's watching him like and Vimes? Is he's just like, like getting, he's acting cheerful, which is never a good thing. <laughs> Colon's just like, oh shit, Vimes is gonna go off. And then he's like, aren't you going to stop the golem? And Vimes is like, if the golem had killed you, I would have shook his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty I mean, epic. That's, that's, it's fucking good. Fuck, yeah. When you're, when you're like, oh damn, the triangle shirt with shirt waist factory. Well, that was bad. <laughs> damn communism. communism. I genuinely love the idea of someone being turned off Terry Pratchett because he's too communist. Like, <laughs> it's really good. Well, they like his other communist. books, just this one got a bit too communist for them. So, But it's so much better than like people, than, than like claiming that Terry is never political or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least they think it's actually political. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've, they've gone one step down like the, like the road of understanding it. 
<laughs> they think it is political. Yeah, it's like it's too political, but in the wrong political ideology. I mean, that's it's a very funny Sometimes. response. Uh, Terry rules. Listen, we have our we have our issues occasionally, but Terry we does our rule. Little we we grab. Sometimes he's like, "What if China was funny?" Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> also, <laughs> sometimes he's like, "Yeah, fucking kill factory owners," and you're like, "Yes, yes, Terry." Yeah. Um, so if only fun. we had an army of immortal ceramic men to to break break the factories, break the Amazon warehouses down, and release the people. Mm. I think mm. it it would be good. Do you think it's? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. What? Do you think the golems are like a allegory for like factory owners saying that their workers aren't people? I don't know. I felt like it was a sort of it was a it's a mixture of like mechanization. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of it feels like. I mean, it's not obviously it's not really like a direct comparison because machines in real life don't actually aren't actually people who have thoughts. Although maybe I'm part of the problem. Um, but, bias. <laughs> He's just saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but like when when they go to the factory and they lay off all the workers because the because the golems work too well and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like a sort of form of mechanization, isn't it? Um, yeah. Making the the factory run too well, they do all the jobs that people don't want. Yeah, but that can also be like fucking laying out yeah, work like to employ like slaves yeah. in. I don't know, South America. Well, like, well, yeah, it's also. I mean, it's also sort of it is a sort of about slavery as well, isn't it? Yeah, but again, not as yeah. like a one to one thing, just as like a. No, I it, I think it's very explicitly not supposed to be a one to one thing. It's just sort of exploring themes, yeah. And ideas, yeah. Uh, which is, I'm very much doing the sort of classic, robots like sentience. Yes. Sentience of robots and what would that mean about our use of things and how that relates to our sort of use of people's things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's always an interesting it's always interesting yeah, but it's like a i've seen someone tweet about this about how uh the how star war how, how in star wars it's just like never addressed that like droids are slaves because like they're robots yeah. that are def that, that you know, Star Wars they, have have ro- have has robots that are sentient. Like, there's no question that they they have personalities, and yet, and then they're still yeah. like to this like in like all Star Wars media, they're still they like bought Roger, for money. Roger. And... Well, uh, the 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 hit movie Solo mm-hmm. included Phoebe Waller Bridge voicing mm-hmm. the robot, <laughs> who is like a funny robots right activist. Yeah, robot like, emancipation. Wow, emanci- this robot sure is crazy for wanting. Wanting slavery to not exist anymore. Yeah, apparently there was all this that thing. That writer's with... name, J.K. Yeah. <laughs> there was this whole thing with like rewrites, or apparently that was originally meant to be more serious, and then it became with the rewrites and the reshoots, it became like funny yeah. joke. Which cool, thank you guys. I hate Ron Howard. I would kill Ron Howard with my own two hands. I would take him by the neck and put his push his head into a fountain and then watch his like the life left him. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke, but like hypothetically, um but who would then who then would narrate uh the good seasons of um rest <laughs> of development? Well and also the it, bad we, we wouldn't actually have to because it's already been done, so Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know. No, we're not talking about. A, it's a it's a recording. Time yeah. travel, killing baby Ron Howard. 
Uh, yeah, we're not we're not going back in time and killing the young version of Ron Howard. We're killing him present. Pre- I mean, we're not, but if we were to, it would be in the present. Ron Howard we just co- say at his LA home. This from like in a bush out, outside Ron Howard's house. <laughs> <laughs> what are all those rifles around the chest? Is, is that nice? I don't know why I'm going off on Ron Howard. I don't have that many strong feelings towards Ron Howard. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't think about him a lot, but every time I do, I'm like. What's up with it? Like he seems a scam. Makes first a lot of, of all. choices. Yeah, with the way he just like come came in uh, after like creative differences or whatever with fucking Disney. Like you know if you, if, if 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 you're on Disney's side here, okay. Mm. And then he made. And then he made the Trevorrow cut. He directed. He directed the like Netflix movie version of Hillbilly Allergy. <laughs> yeah. Is, Did he? Yeah. I love JD Vance. <laughs> what a cool guy! See, see if he's d- doing anything bad. <laughs> Would love to see a movie about how bad his childhood was, um, because his family was poor, which means dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see that tweet? Some tweet went viral the other day, which was like, "Oh, having read JD Vance's Twitter, I now understand why his mum tried to sell him for half a bottle of oxy." <laughs> <laughs> It should have worked, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, all I can think of with Hillbilly Elegy is like the Vox article where people, where like critics talked about it, and one of them was Aja. And I just think about, and I just end up thinking about Aja, so I can't think about it. Um, Rent free in your head. Rent free. Aja does live in my head. Rent free. It's a great album. Uh huh. Yeah. Um,. Uh, what else? Is there anything else that happens in this book that you um, would like to talk about? I think we talked about all that happens. Um, I don't know, character stuff. Uh, Carrot Angua left off on an ambiguous note at the end, I guess. Sure, it's going to be resolved in a later book. Uh, uh, there's a bit we didn't talk about how there's uh, more and more dwarves are coming out. It's it's the it's mm-hmm. it's the hot new trend. Yeah, yeah. Being a dwarf. Yeah, it's that a sort of thing woman. where someone comes out in a in a in a in a group of friends, and then suddenly it's like a cascading effect of like people doing that, which I think is a it's pretty you know pretty accurate. Yeah, someone's got to pave the way. So yeah, that that's good. Yeah, I think that obviously that plot line isn't exactly. It's not like concluded really. Um, there'll be more. In fifth elephant i think mm-hmm. he keeps saying that things will be more in fifth elephant <laughs> really what happens in jingo like <laughs> i haven't heard it is it about any characters i can't recall <laughs> jingo it's about racism <laughs> it is yeah i feel like someone said in our it discord might do some incidentally whilst trying to talk about racism yeah but we'll get to that <laughs> racism is oh my god it's the one after hogfather hell yeah oh cool well, well, we will still have Hawkfather first, so can't wait to. I'm going to Hungary, and I I, I looked at the, the like weather reports, and it says it's gonna be like 31, 32 degrees like the when I arrive, and then it's just gonna go up to 35 and stay there uh, for like mm. basically until I leave. So it's gonna be great. But I'm not gonna be reading Hawkfather there, so I don't know why I was even saying that. Um, I'm gonna be. I guess I'll have mm-hmm. to read the gender game while I'm in Hungary, which... Oh, shit, I forgot we were reading the gender game. Yeah. Better, better get a copy of that. No, I was... 
I was talking to Robin a bit about uh, what the situation is, mm. and why they're gonna start reading the gender game. What's the What's the face I'm making right now? Um. <laughs> guess, just guess. It say anything. It's a podcast. It's an auditory medium. Um, like it's a. It's what we don't want. Like a Toby jug. No, no, it, it's the face of someone who's not going to read gender. Games. Oh well, you know, it's it's nice for for someone to not do that. But I'm very excited to read the gender games. Considering both Amber and Carlos Savola claim that they solely wrote the gender games, I think it's very funny. <laughs> Everyone claims they've written the gender. It, Listen, it's... I wrote the gender game. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Spartacus bit where everyone's standing up and says, "I wrote the gender game." Um. Anyway, enough. Enough of this. Uh, no, podcast. I was just gonna. But I was just gonna say, I can't wait to read uh, the Hawkfather in like the hottest month. <laughs> Not very seasonal. We didn't plan this very well. Um, and it means we have to watch Hogfather as well uh, in the summer, or at least in the it's autumn. Gonna be, it's going it's to be like September by the time we get yeah, to the Hogfather movie. I uh, feel like we might get in like one Hogfather episode uh, before before a fun summer vacation, so Hogfather. Um, then the rest we're going to do in September, so like it's yeah, it's not that unseasonal. Yeah, it's like within a few months, you know. I guess September it's even the worse season. if it's in September. Like if it's in like in the middle Almost of the summer, Christmas. you could you could be like, oh, isn't this ironic that we're doing the Christmas book in the middle of the summer? Aren't we? Aren't we just like South Park where anything goes comedy? Yeah, laissez-faire. Uh, but like September is just nothing. Like reading Hawkeye in September is just nothing. But we'll still do that. Um, can't wait to. Okay, yeah. Um, it was he released it in like October, so. Oh, then we're. Basically... So we're just doing a classic. But I mean, yeah. it's not about Christmas. It's about. It's about Hogswatch, which Hogwatch. is like winter. Completely different uh, holiday. Pratchett, according to Publishers Weekly, Pratchett used a darker tone and edgier satire for Hogfather than his previous work, and so moved beyond the realm of humorous fantasy, and into position as one of the more significant temporary English-language satirists. Hogfather has quite an edgy style of humor, that's true. Yeah, it's about, like, wouldn't it be fucked up if some guy stole your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Griffin is in it. Yeah. Have you... Janusz, have you read have you read Hogfather? I have read Hogfather, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We it's, haven't seen it. But famously the first time I read Hogfather was also in a summer vacation. I don't know why mm. I did that. I was just reading whatever Terry Pratchett book the library had. So I think it's fine. I you know I don't go in for seasonal stuff. You can watch a Christmas movie whenever you feel like it. Yeah. You can watch a nine eleven movie whenever you feel about it. Yeah. I I just I don't believe in in, you know having prescribed times for things if you want to watch it or read it you can just you just can yeah exactly i'll watch when harry met sally in springtime yeah <laughs> and you won't be feeling um out of touch with the 9-11 emotions i'll still be thinking movie. about 9-11 yeah i can do that i want to watch the movie 9-11. 9-11 i should it is. have you seen the movie 9-11 which is no i did hear about it uh, it seems ladderboxed. I saw a, a review of it, which seems bad. Uh, yeah, Brooke said highest recommendations for if you want to watch a bad movie with friends. So it's about being stuck in a in a elevator on nine eleven. Yeah, and your Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, interested <laughs> by you? your three and a half star 
I think I'll give rabbits three and a half stars. Um, sorry, I was distracted by Letterboxd. Oh, did, were you upset by my three and a half stars for rabbit? No, I'm very rarely upset by a star score. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw the. Did you did you rate rabbits? No. I have now. Oh, you have rated also three and a half stars, so we're perfectly in sync. Yeah, I was thinking about it just now, and you know, I wouldn't give it four probably. No, I give Dumbland four, but I'm not sure about that in that respect. Who cares? Okay, it's anyway. just ratings. Ratings miscellaneous. Anyway, how many <laughs> how many for... letterbox star ratings would we give the book Feet of Clay? Uh, I would give this four stars. Yeah. How many stars is it out of? Five. <laughs> Unfortunately, I follow a, a person a deeply personal rule where I never give anything five stars, so I I can't give it five That's stars. So I, I, I have a deeply personal rule where I try not to rate anything numerically because I think it's stupid. Well, that's sort of why, why mine is like the way it is in that it's sort of arbitrary and I do it based on mood. Mm. <laughs> mood and feeling, you know, vibes. It, impl- it implies some sort of easily quantifiable thing, which is... Would you give a painting or a star rating? <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you go yes. to the gallery and see the Mona Lisa and go four out of five? But, but paintings are like... Three and a half. <laughs> Uh, six out of five for um, Saturn devouring him. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like with movies it's a different. I don't yeah. know. It's a different experience to like like with movies. It's like, of course, it's, it's just normalized. Also, but it's it's also just been just like normalized. Like it's just you know, it is a product. But art is also a product. Paintings are also yeah. A product. But like, Galleries know, are trying to trick you into thinking they're not, but they are. Museums are a product. You heard it here first. If I'm like completely <laughs> delighted by a movie and I'm like really buzzing after that, then I'm gonna give it five stars. Um, and I don't think that's gonna happen to me with a painting. You're not gonna see a painting and just have like an experience where you're like, whew, five stars. No. When I see paintings, I'm like, yes, that's pretty good. I like to see it. But it's not gonna like understand art, affect me. You have no, you have no joy in your soul, <laughs> no poetry. But like every, you know, you'd rate music or you'd rate theater with like a star rating. You know, like why, why is like visual art the one, or like static visual <laughs> like, art the one exception to star rating? Albums you know? usually get star ratings, right? That's like, what I mean. Like every other artwork gets star ratings. Why not? Why not paintings? Oh, I mean, movies it's is also visual better, art. They're superior because they're expensive. I, I said static visual art. I feel like paintings because is also... Because I knew also... you were trying to own me, but you can't, because I'm unownable. The, the, the thing about paintings is that it's just one thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's the same way I wouldn't give just one wow. chapter of a book a star rating. I don't know. What about a short story? Mm, maybe. What about a poem? Would you give a poem? No. How can books get star ratings, but poems don't get star ratings, but books of poems do get star ratings? <laughs> <laughs> How come... How come? <laughs> this guy, this guy's got a media studies degree. But it's the same with <laughs> music. Like, me would you psychotherapize a painting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're definitely a psychoanalytic. Uh, analysis oh, I know, of paintings I know. exactly. About, like, so why aren't there star ratings? <laughs> lines in where they're. I don't know. There could be, there could, maybe there are some people who give paintings star ratings. I don't know. It's just not. They give a, gallery. They give like a gallery experience a star yeah, rating. Yeah, I think that's like more like a, or, um, exhibitions. Yeah, star rating. Yeah, like you have to. It's like you have to have like a. Maybe it's to but do it's, time. it's arbitrary. I I agree with you. It's arbitrary. It's all arbitrary. But <laughs> the, the convention is that it has to be like a packaged uh, whole thing. Like it has to be a whole album that you give a star rating and not just one song. 
it has to be a yeah, movie yeah, that you give a star for. rating, but you wouldn't one give ma- one. Um, I don't know. One painting is also a, is also a one package thing, unless it's from a series of paintings. But you give the series of paintings. But usually you don't go see one <laughs> painting. You see a whole exhibition. You see a museum. You're a gallery. Yeah, you should never do that. <laughs> You can. You, some people do definitely go to see one painting. Anyway, this is when he watches the watch, a podcast about Terry Pratchett, run by three very smart people. Um, I'm very smart because I don't care. <laughs> George, George oh, doesn't care. Okay, so that's why he works in a museum. Um, <laughs> yeah, would you give the separate pieces in the museum a star rating? Ah, oh, now we're getting into my area. <laughs> Ah, I would give it a star rating of. So you start start rating his start rating stars. history as a as an artistic experience, and it's like, damn. Ooh, but what do does that mean? In, you ever walk into a museum and they're displaying historical cultural objects as art objects? Yeah, like every single museum does that. That's what a museum is. Yeah, but I'm talking about like when they give absolutely zero context when you walk in and they're just like this Egyptian statuette. Yeah, isn't it cool? And you're like. Yeah, but wh- why do they produce it? What does it mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It mean to the people. Well, that's that's the like, funny no, thing. It's a cool statuette. It's art. <laughs> that always gets me about the British Museum is the ones where it's the most significant objects, or what they see is the most significant, or always the rooms with the least stuff in, because they what want if... to give you space to like appreciate how important this one thing yeah. is. But then that makes it mm. seem very much like a sort of art uh, what experience. If, what if a fucking um, museum was to? take the idea of art that we have in a modern cultural setting and reapply it to uh, a a time and context uh, and culture where they didn't share that same idea of what art was. You mean all ancient history and archaeology historically? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What if the Hellenistic period was just not as good as classical Greek art? It just wasn't good. (laughs) <laughs> what it's if just, that art just was like not as good it's just so funny also how like different platforms are gonna have like different conventions about star ratings in a way that like in goodreads the only star ratings that exist are one stars and five stars basically yeah no this is museum chat now. <laughs> like when uh like this is there's quite a lot of two stars here um yeah two stars maybe but it's like you know like there's everyone made fun of that author who get up who got upset about the four star rating yeah. Uh, but like, there's, there, there really is the background to it that Goodreads specifically is a place for people who love to give five star ratings. Mm. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta say, do I like it or do I hate it? There is no in between. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> give me give me the moral position. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the medium is the message. Is 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 what I'm saying here. It's in the heart. Cannot mm. be taken. Okay. This has been Who Watches the Watch, a media podcast uh, about boy bands. Um, we will see you next week or whenever I edit uh, with the first chapter of Hogfather. So get your your boots on and your hat and your Christmas sandals and get ready to party down. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more of this, you can donate to the Patreon for one, three euros a month and get your and get all the bonus content, including up to date heart spell and. Well, and stuff where we watch Neil Bree movies and read the gender games and have a fun time mm. in, in, in funny space. If you're listening to uh, this in the future, maybe Darkspell is going to be out. Darkspell might be coming out now. Um, 
You can also and get the full ebook of Heartspell if you're really yeah, subscribed yeah. to the Patreon. You can, you can uh, get the ebook. As we said before, it's the only moral way to get the ebook of Heartspell, so yeah. you should give to the Patreon. Even though That's you end right. up giving George send money me, by that. Send me two pounds and I'll send you the uh, PDF I, I copied of it. Don't, it's wrong. He's, he's done a, <laughs> yeah. He's done a joke version that isn't I'm real. On a, I'm, on a side, I'm on a side gig, which is selling the book that my friends wrote. <laughs> but they don't get any of the money because... Uh, <laughs> All property's theft, so you don't own mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I might as well steal it. And it's double theft, which is cool. Yeah, if you're if you're reading a copy of Heartspell, it isn't on our Patreon or Amazon, you are reading a stolen copy and um You do not <laughs> And that's a crime and that's illegal uh, and we don't like you anymore. If you're listening to this on uh, on a pirated uh uh, mp3 version of this podcast and you are listening to a stolen version do not do not do not go to steal. jail go to jail go to jail that's right i know jail we always time. talk about how we don't believe in copyright but we do now because we are an ip um, i paid a macedonian teenager to do an a better audiobook of <laughs> you can listen to it for just three pounds oh, copyright is good when it when it gives so us it's money. a North Macedonian teenager. They're not from Greece. No. <laughs> yeah. Apologies to all the Greek listeners <laughs> for my impugning that one of your territories might have a similar name to a neighbouring country. That's not true. That could never happen. No one would let that. Yeah. That's very untidy. Um, anyway, or you could give us five. You could give us five euros <laughs> and have your name shouted out like these people. Uh. Boyfriend of the show, Tom, Hang the Tank. Terran. Ray Carter. Mark Succubus. The memories of all those we've lost, rest in. Never forget. Justin Crandall. (laughs) And then DM. And a special thanks uh, to everyone who gives us 10 euros and thus legally became our uncle. Such as Slime Simon, who, holy shit, has so far donated 100 euros. So uh, to get us, a load of this paper going. Don't tell him that. That's so much money, Rowan. <laughs> You've given um, us too much fucking money. <laughs> Sarah McClintock. Woohoo. Plush Raid. Hey. Well, hey. Ooh, that Raid's plush. Uh-huh. Big Tizzy Goth. Big Flat I would give any of you that my bones very with which to make stock. Um, that's how much I care you. I would put. Any of your bones in a cauldron that was someone else's bones. <laughs> Unrelated. So he just like wants to, to do life, it. <laughs> but like but like you were you were you were kind of wrong. You're like two people. Oh, mm-hmm. the Pierre de Danny. You just remember we didn't mention Great this, concept. Someone should write a murder mystery about that, yeah. This section of the book uh, also says the title of our podcast. Um mm. if Who watches yeah, the watch? Who watches the watch? It's almost, they like, say it. it's almost like we intentionally used Something that people that a, a, a quote that is repeatedly used uh, by yeah. this this series of books. No, no, it would never happen. It's, it um, was about watching a TV series, George. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 what are you going to, going to watch the movie James Bond? And then when they, someone's they... like James Bond, and you're like, oh <laughs> fuck, who said it? Yeah, if I if I started a James Bond podcast called Shaken Not Stirred. It would yeah. be such a mystery yeah. when, when, he, that when he said it. I would be like, "Fuck!" I I, I started a podcast called um, 
elementary my dear watson and i spend the whole book series waiting for them to say it and they never do and i just cry it's upsetting <laughs> yeah i'm gonna yeah. start a podcast called um luke i am your father it's like yeah. when we when we when me and robin did um fred says fuck and like they basically for the first like five years do not say meddling mm. kids like they say it once and it's yeah. never they do, not say, they do not say fuck, <laughs> fuck. they do not say fred doesn't say fuck once which is very distressing <laughs> Uh, anyway, so thank you to all those people. Um, or you can join in our Discord, even though we were being rude about the people in the Discord at the beginning of the podcast. But you can, you know, if you want. Yeah, you if that's if that's if hot, if that turns if that you on, that appeals to you. Yeah, if that turns if you on that we're saying rude things about you. Look, if you don't want me to, if you don't want me to say rude things, maybe you should be less irritating. <laughs> You thought that? <laughs> Am I being serious? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you can be hated by George if you join our Discord, which the link will mm-hmm. be in the description. Or which, you can just his name say is now Hog like Daddy. People. Which uh, it's Hog Daddy. You know, yeah. if you want to be, if you want to be put down by Hog Daddy, then oof. Yeah, an exciting prospect. Um, but until but next worry, time, ladies, I'm not a father, and I'm totally unsuitable to be one. <laughs> <laughs> George is a father, he just doesn't know it yet. Um I will, I will we will see you all next week and until then, beyond screen this one, the yeah, is my, is my uncle. uncle. Uh the words in the heart the cannot be says, taken. Um Art brings forth w- the words candle. In the, words in the balls cannot be stolen. Arsenic is stored in the balls. Yep. Okay. Bye. Podcasting. 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 Ancient times.